this happened, you talk about it on The Fan. Although things are going to change next year, we're going to move across the street. There are a few things with the New York Yankees that never change. That's pride, it's tradition, and most of all, we have the greatest fans in the world. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Week two ends. Keith McPherson on the fan. Quickly here till 2 a.m. K.M. to 2 a.m. Fleegs behind the glass. And uh, yeah, man. (laughs) Football. All of the hype and anticipation and the waiting and speculating and all of the talk that we do uh, around the game. And then we get the actual games. And (laughs) I feel like a lot of that has died for me. Uh, Maybe you feel the same. The reality has set in that this is a love-hate relationship. I think as we get to the spring and the summer, we act like it's all love. And then when you get into the reality of the season, you honestly hate parts of it. I hate the injuries. I hate the injury part of it. I am reeling right now from Nick Chubb's injury. I feel bad for the guy, obviously, uh, prayers up for him, but I have to admit something. I drafted him in fantasy number two overall this year. Why, you might say? Because some people thought that was a reach in my own league. Well, last year I had Javante Williams and Elijah Mitchell. and In the past, I've drafted Saquon when Saquon got hurt or Christian McCaffrey when he got hurt or just an injury-prone running back. So I honestly went into this season and I said, you know what I'm going to do with that number two overall pick? I'm going to get me a guy that doesn't have to share the backfield with Kareem Hunt, who's an ox, sturdy guy that's not going to get hurt. I drafted Nick Chubb. I'm sorry, Nick Chubb. I guess I put my bad juju on you. That was rough. That was tough to see. Let's go through the games and start with the one we just watched. 400 yards of offense. If you've ever heard me, I wish no luck to Deshaun Watson and the Browns. The Browns are going to Browns. Only the Browns can out-Browns the Browns. They're going to find a way to lose, and I wish them no luck. They deserve everything that comes their way as far as the losses. They gave that man a guaranteed contract after her, after hearing about the despicable things that he did off the field. The masseuse madman, the master of massage misconduct, Deshaun Watson himself. They gave him that ridiculous contract, which... Slowed up some other guys getting contracts, but I hope he never returns to form. I hope he's never the Houston Texans early years guy that we saw complete 70% passes, do it with his legs. The guy that Dabo Sweeney called the Michael Jordan of football. Like He's not the Michael Jordan of football, but going into the draft to hype up his guy, they're saying you pass on him, it's like passing up on Michael Jordan. I wish no luck on the Browns, and tonight... On the other side, my guy, Kenny Pickett, pride of Ocean Township High School, super proud of the guy. I know he's struggling a little bit. He seems a little bit overmatched. That offensive line is a little leaky. He seems like he's taking some hits. He's getting out of there quickly. He's not seeing everything, but he saw enough to win the game tonight. 50% passing is not great. 15 of 30, 
but over 222 yards. He did find George Pickens, who plays for both of my fantasy teams. One of my teams is 0-2. My other team is 2-0. No one cares about your fantasy team. It's my show. I can share. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Tell me about your fantasy team. I I told you guys a couple weeks ago, this all comes with losses. Your fantasy team is going to lose. Your team in reality that you root for is going to lose. And you're going to lose money on bets. I've deleted the FanDuel app. FanDuel, love you guys. Send me some free bets. Maybe I'll put it back on my phone. But I took an absolute bath. I got washed this weekend and the weekend before. So the little bit that I won, week one, I gave right back. And I did what they tell you to not do. Don't chase your losses. You lose in the 1 o'clock window, 4 o'clock window. Chase it for Sunday night. Chase it. All right, we got two Monday night games. And about that, I didn't like the two Monday night games both at the same time pretty much. An hour start time different, but in the same time zone. I, years before, they did the like West Coast game. I remember seeing like the Raiders playing in the second game. Like That makes sense if you have a three-hour time difference and you play an earlier game at 7 and another game... At 10, maybe? I don't know. Um, The ABC family of networks, it was a way for them to get the game all over ESPN, ESPN2, ABC. Fine. So the Pittsburgh Steelers led by T.J. Watt. That's a bad man. T.J. Watt goes out there, picks a fumble up, takes it to the crib. They got points from their defense. They had 14 points from their defense. Watt with the sack. He's the all-time leader in sacks for the Steelers at 28 years old. Think about that. He's not done. He could set that record, and that record could maybe never be touched again. Uh, George Pickens I spoke on, 127 yards. He's a freak. He had that nice 71-yard touchdown. It was like, that's what I'm talking about with that kid. That's what you saw out of that kid. He can break a game open. But all in all, Mike Tomlin's team, 1-1. The Browns, 1-1 after beating the Bengals last week. And, uh, you know, I didn't get to watch too much of the Saints-Cardinals game. I took an opportunity to nap. I don't know if there's something going on in WFAN as far as people getting sick. I was listening to Evan and Tiki, and he was coughing every single time he turned his mic off. You could hear it through Tiki's mic. Uh, I was a little under the weather today. I took about four Benadryl and just was sleeping every time my baby took a nap. Shout out to my boy Jackson for taking a two-hour nap in the middle of the day. I was able to sleep an hour and 15. I just don't want to miss work. I don't want to miss shows now that we have, you know, football, baseball. And honestly, I can't wait till we get to the basketball and hockey because already, like I said, my fantasy team's losing. I'm losing money in bets. In reality, the team that I root for since I was a five-year-old kid, we'll get to them in a minute. They're doing well. But I didn't get to see the Saints and Panthers game much of it. I saw a little bit of it. Uh, the Bryce Young scramble, uh, Rashid Shahid, nice catch down the sideline. I I think the Saints have an opportunity this year to surprise some people, make a run in that division. Maybe Atlanta gives them a little bit of trouble, but honestly, I think that they have the best chance to win the South. 877-337-6666. So that spread, I think, was was three points, and the Panthers come back, and I think they cover with that 17 to beat the spread it's got to be four points anywho back to the nfl games this weekend the ones that we'll start with we won't go completely backwards we won't go sunday night and talk about the dolphins beating the patriots we'll talk about the two teams that you care about most here in new york or wherever you're listening on the free odyssey app 
Let's start with the Giants. Must win. Didn't lose. Showed you something in the second half. It's a tale of two halves. In that second half, Daniel Jones showed you why they pay him the big bucks. Big comeback. Saves the season. Got your money's worth out of Daniel Jones. And uh, I know it's the Arizona Cardinals. I know the narrative is going to be, oh, they're in trouble. It took all of that for them to beat the Cardinals. Watching that game in the beginning, I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going on with the Giants. Like, this is this doesn't make any sense. They were getting shut out. They go down three scores. Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Like, we're going to talk at some point tonight about backup quarterbacks and a guy like Josh Dobbs coming in off the street because it's it's important information for the Jets. Let me put that in my notes. Put a pen in that. But Josh Josh Dobbs is he's not a guy off the street anymore. It's week two. He's been there for three weeks. He's a rocket scientist. They showed during that game him at NASA. So this kid he can pick up a playbook. He knows how to play football since he was a little kid. He, he's ready to go. Josh Dobbs. I think people are sleeping on. No, he's he's not Patrick Mahomes, but nobody is. And that's another thing I want to talk about, the quarterback play in the NFL tonight. I don't, I don't even have that much time. We're not even going to get to much of it. But let's hit the rest of this Giants game, Jets game, and then we'll take your calls, and I'm done at 2. C-Mac comes up after that, and he'll carry you the rest of the way. But the Giants were favored to win that game by 4.5 points. They end up beating the Cardinals 31-28, so the Cardinals covered, but... That second half, the Giants come out, touchdown, 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 touchdown. 14 points, 14 points, then they tack on the Graham Gano field goal for the victory. But the biggest storyline coming out of that is that you lost Saquon. Saquon's ankle injury, it's no good. You have a short week here where you have to face the Niners. And luckily you did win that game in Arizona because going in to face the Niners without Saquon, you'd be looking at, 0-3. I know a lot of Giants fans were feeling like the season was over in the second quarter. They played a terrible first six quarters of football. It looked like, again, Brian Dable's coach team was not ready to play. Penalties, they'll kill you. They had penalties right away. False start on offense. Like, you you can't have that first play of the drive. You got to be ready to go. And then, yeah, they made a personnel change on the offensive line. They made adjustments, and that's coaching. That's the game. You have the coach of the year at halftime. I bet he dug deep, said what he had to say, and told these guys, hey, they got James Conner over there. They got Zach Ertz over there. They got Marquise Brown over there. These guys are trying to win. They're trying to play. They're not going to let you waltz in there and beat them on their home opener. And number eight led the way. Daniel Jones, man. I'm glad to see him get, uh, you know, in the end zone and and get comfortable and just look like an NFL quarterback and look like he's supposed to look. He threw for over 250 yards. He rushed for over 50 yards. Multiple TD passes, ran for a TV, did not TD, did not turn the ball over in the second half. I think it's 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 some type of like I don't know how to put my put the words together. We spoke so much here on WFAN in the offseason about the interceptions that Dak Prescott threw. And I think I might have been the only host that said a lot of those were assisted. A lot of those bounced off guys' chests. A lot of those bounced off of guys' shoulder pads, hands, and into the hands of DBs. Well, that's what happened to Daniel Jones already a couple times. He's got interceptions that aren't necessarily on him, but in the stat sheet they are. No one will remember that at at the end. What else do I have in my notes from the Giants game? Xavier McKinney is suspect. I'm going to say it now. Kayvon Thibodeau is another suspect. I'm going to say it now. 
we're in this era, man, where these guys use social media, and this is going to be my segue into the Jets game. These guys use social media so much. It's just like good and bad. Obviously, yes, you can go on social media to build your brand, but it also can hurt your brand. I feel like Xavier McKinney was out there talking big about like what he was going to do this year. He's been missing tackles, blowing coverage. He should have said less. And Kayvon Thibodeau, we all know about him. Even after the game, I think he posted his fit. He had on these like light blue overall shorts and like a top hat. I don't know. It's starting to get away from the game. It's like about everything else but the game. You got a ball in the game. You got to play well in the game. That's how you win. And last thing I'll say is shout out to the Giants fans. Big Blue out there in Arizona. Before we went into that game, I talked about how the Arizona Cardinals posted a graphic and it was with Jonathan Gannon saying, I want the fans to be loud on defense, quiet on offense, pass the word along. Like everyone doesn't know that. Like they don't have the big screen in the stadium to do that. Like to tell you, hey, we're, you know, offense is at work. Be quiet. Defense is getting after them. Be loud. But the Giants fans were out there. They were well represented and you could really hear them in the second half. Congrats to the Giants fans. Your season's not over. You're one and one. Let's keep it rolling. So talking about social media, I saw Sauce Gardner back on social media sending prayers to uh, Nick Chubb, but he had to deactivate his account yesterday. He's a young guy. Shout out to Sauce. I met Sauce in the airport, tagged him, put him on my social media. Uh, You know, it's just something you got to stay out of. It's just something, especially after the game, you got to stay out of. A lot of folks were putting C.D. Lamb's performance on him directly, and a lot of people were questioning why he doesn't travel with C.D. Lamb in his second year in the league. There are defensive schemes and reasons for that. And the Jets actually have good DBs, nickel, and like, you know, good corners on both sides, good safeties. Sauce doesn't have to be the guy. That's really what you do when you don't trust any of your your other guys. But I thought it was funny. After the game, Micah Parsons did the jersey swap with him, and CeeDee Lamb comes over and says, you got to learn how to catch. (laughs) If Sauce learns how to catch, he picks that one off, he goes to the house, and it's a different game. I mean, I I played football for about 12 years of my life, and from young, uh, Pop Warner, to high school, to college, you know what they say about DBs. A lot of these guys got hands like feet. They play DB, because they can't catch. They got to chase the receivers around because they can't catch the ball. You see that all the time. And Sauce, man, you can't let that happen again. That's got to be the last one. The last one that hits both your hands like that, thrown to you, you got to take it. Dak Prescott was efficient that first opening drive. Completed his first 13 passes. All the talk about how many interceptions Dak was going to throw. He's clean in his first two games. He's conquered both New York teams that play in New Jersey. And the Cowboys look legit. But as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'm not too hyped. I cautioned everyone to not believe the hype, right? Going from baseball season, all the hype for the Yankees and the Mets. Womp, womp, womp. And then right into this season, all the hype for the Giants and the Jets. I feel like that's calmed down now. I'm not going to get hype over September football. Wake me up when September ends. They got to do it in December. Really, they got to do it in January. But Micah Parsons on his way to defensive player of the year. When I talked to you last week, I told you there's too many dogs on that Dallas defense. It's not going to be sweet. I took calls, people telling me the Jets' defense was just as good as the Cowboys' defense. I said, you're incorrect. When we did matchups and we looked at the offensive line versus defensive line and the corners versus receivers and the safeties and the linebackers, I'm telling you, that's a cohesive unit. I've been saying these same words. They've been playing together for three years. Since the Dallas Cowboys had the worst defense in their history in 2020, Dan Quinn came in 
and they've been getting right ever since, and they've been even better ever since. Trayvon Diggs is one of the best corners in the league. Stephon Gilmore is one of the best corners of all time. J. Ron Curse is a monster out there at safety. Donovan Wilson hasn't even played yet. Malik Hooker has. This game wasn't on Zach Wilson. He's going to throw three interceptions. All of these NFL quarterbacks throw interceptions. But a guy like that is definitely going to throw interceptions because he's not seeing the defense properly. And that defense is one of the best defenses in the league. He's going to turn the ball over. Aaron Rodgers may have turned the ball over. Aaron Rodgers may not have done better against that Dallas defense. They were on him all day. Dwayne Brown, he's not stopping Market Parsons. We talked about all of this. And like I said, this stuff earlier in the season when I said there were, I had, I had the Jets winning eight games this year with Aaron Rodgers. And I said, there's too many weak links. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And I even mentioned the coaching staff. I feel like Nathaniel Hackett, who had a miserable season last year as a head coach, there's a reason for that. And I feel like Nathaniel Hackett detached from Aaron Rodgers isn't that great of a coach. Nathaniel Hackett has to change the game plan for Zach Wilson. And there was a soundbite from week one where he said, I'm not changing. Well, you have to because Zach Wilson is not Aaron Rodgers. And this defense is not the 85 Bears. 877-337-6666. So the Giants come back to win 31-28 on Sunday. And the Jets go to Jerry World. CeeDee Lamb has a day. Tony Pollard, Jake Ferguson, Dak Prescott, and the Dallas defense. And they lose 30-10. to 10. Garrett Wilson is who Garrett Wilson is, but Aaron Rodgers told him sorry, kid, because he knew you're you're stuck with Zach Wilson. And some of the things that I preached about going out to get another quarterback or the insurance policy that they should have had behind Aaron Rodgers, and you're right back to Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson, to me, showed some improvement. He showed that he can make some throws. But how much? Like, I remember Ricky Ricardo the night that I was coming in, he said he'd have to make a quantum leap. How are you expecting this kid to make a quantum leap after being around Aaron Rodgers for two months, like, we got to get real. And I think the reality has set in. 877-337-6666. I'm going to break and come back with some more football talk and conversations, and we'll look at the rest of the scores from the week. We got two days to live in week two, and then it's on to week three. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Larry Johnson and Morning are swinging on the baseline, and Morning right now is being held by Jeff Van Gundy. Van Gundy holding on to his foot, and this is amazing. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Right about now. Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Where all y'all at? We're all the Giants fans that told me you can't be a Dallas Cowboys fan on the radio. Yeah, of course you can. I'm not the first. And the Jets fans like that came in last week to say, "Oh, just you watch. What are you gonna do if the Cowboys lose?" I said, "I'd eat crow." I come in here quiet, humble, tell you what I saw in the game. What I saw in that game was a team that was never overmatched, a team that made their own mistakes. Like, I'm still mad at Dak Prescott missing wide-open guys in the end zone. He's got to be better. I'll take it, though. I'd rather you throw an incompletion than an interception. But 
Yeah, where are all the uh, Giants fans? I did, the Giants fans have, have gotten off me. I think it, it it switched over to the Jets. And you know what? I I thought, it, I was like, this is great. Out of all the years, the Cowboys open up with the New York football Giants here in New Jersey. I go to the game. And then uh, they open up Jerry World with the New Jersey Jets. And they beat both convincingly. 140 burger, 130 burger, you know, 20-point win. And uh, I told you so, but I don't want to be the guy to tell you I told you so. Because that's it, right? Uh, They'll play the Giants again, but they won't play the Jets again. And there's no reason for me to throw my fandom in there. I'm just going to be a football guy on the radio talking football, looking at the Jets and the Giants and who they face. And honestly, who they face next, I think they both catch an L. Not hating, just being real with y'all. The Patriots are looking for their first win. Bill Belichick hasn't lost 14 in a row, beating the Jets. He's coming to MetLife Stadium, looking to get his first win. And they have two games to look at. And I told you, Jets fans, you were drunk off of that Josh Allen disaster, the turnover machine, doing what he does in the first game he's played in months. Told you you were drunk off of that, that this isn't the 85 Bears defense, and that if he didn't throw you the ball three times and drop the ball to turn it over a fourth time, then that game should have been over. I also told you about the momentum swing, all the hype and energy of Aaron Rodgers, four plays in, that gets zapped, and the Buffalo Bills relaxed, and they got got. But that's not going to happen. In week two, and it didn't. Joe is in Parsippany, New Jersey, first up on the fan. I love you. I love you. I know you, you know that. You know that. I love you. I've seen you at Yankee games. I love seeing you. I love your perspective. I love everything that you bring. But, man, and I'm going to give the Cowboys some credit, but you are hating on the Jets way too much, man. What I say? Like, the talent's there. The defense. Just because the, the defense had a bad game. And the defense, you know what? Teams are allowed to have bad games. Watch how we come back this week. I have 100% confidence we're pitching. I would say the Patriots don't score. The Patriots, and I'm going to say the Patriots offense. Patriots offense isn't scored more than 10 points this week against the Jets defense. You just wait and see. And everybody's talking about it. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Zach Wilson... Sure, had the had the interceptions when he started trying to force it late in the game, but he was fine through the first three quarters. Absolutely fine. We had the ball for like 14 minutes or something stupid. Like yeah, 17. There's no way. There's no way he's going to do anything. You know? Yeah. Listen, I'm not hating. I'm just giving you facts. I mean, they gave up almost 400 yards. Cowboys had 26 first downs. It never looked like a game. It, the Cowboys left some meat on the bone, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not hating. I'm just saying the hype has started to quiet down because now we have actual so, games to look at. I hear you. You know where you know where it all would have flipped. You know where it all would have flipped is, and I'm going to try to make sure I get the sequence correct. But sauce the um, the roughing the passer on JFM, right? Yeah. I think it was. I think right there was ten to seven, and and right around there too was the the pick six by Sauce. So they would have went up at that point, like fourteen to ten, and then. Yeah, and then if you still hit that Garrett Wilson play, then it's like, okay, you come in and you quiet the fans down and you shock the Dallas Cowboys. But, like, that first drive, they came out, basically showed you, like, 
your defense is not almighty. We're going to move the ball on your defense. We're going to cash in and score. And then we're going to hand you the ball and see what you do with your offense. And too quickly, they abandoned the run. Too quickly, they wanted to put Zach Wilson in position to make plays with his arm. And, like, I'll say the kid improved, but the Jets are not going anywhere with this kid because of two reasons. He is not developed. Like, he's not there yet still. And he's now got an offensive coordinator that isn't a rookie. He's got an offensive coordinator that's been doing this for a while that refuses to fold, that refuses to give in, that wants to still run the offense the way he intended to run the offense. And this kid is not there yet. I tried to tell everybody that the last couple of weeks, like, it's it's just, I don't know. It, the, the harsh reality is going to hit when you start off uh, one and two or, or worse. Or, you know, like Patrick Mahomes is on the way October 1st. Like, after this I, week, like... You have to beat the Patriots. I never really think of you know games as a must-win in the early on. That was a must-win for the Giants. This is a must-win at home for the Jets against the Patriots. You can't you can't lose 15 in a row to them, and uh, you know think that this season is going to be a playoff season. I totally I totally agree. They got to win this game. This is as big of a must-win, and I have tickets against the Kansas City game the week after. So you know I definitely want them to win that game. Going to that game two and one, but the the. And I would say the two reasons we lost that game, and as you, you mentioned, Brees, you mentioned we didn't go to Brees. You're breaking up. Thank you for the call, Joe. Um, like the reasons you lost the game, that's a better team than you. It's a better coach team than you. They have more talent than you. And there isn't all of this hyperbole and all of this chatter about things. Like I, I'm riding with the Jets as far as I want the Jets to win as many games as possible. I want the Jets to end the drought. I want to see Jets fans be successful, but we have to be for real. This is a team that took a nosedive last year with a lot of the same guys. They lost six games in a row. So as we're talking about how this could be one of the greatest defense of all time, how the defense can win you games. Zach Wilson is good enough. The defense will win you games. No, it's not. What are you going off of? You're going off of Josh Allen giving you the ball four times? That's not, that's, come on. Last year... Go back to those games. The Lions game, that's on the defense. Like, they're, you know, the reality is hitting because now there's two games. I feel like they don't win that Bills game if Josh Allen doesn't just hand them the ball. And you're not going to get that every game. No turnover from Dak. And then when you had opportunities to get turnovers, the ball hits your hand, sauce, or C.D. Lamb fumbles and Tyler Biotis is there to pick it up. The Jets can't pick it up. Man, that ball is precious. When you get an opportunity to take the ball away, you have to. That can be the difference in the game. Let's go to Earl in Jersey City next up on the fan. You got it, Earl. Hey, Keith, I got to congratulate you on your Cowboys 2-0, and you know. Yeah, I'll take it. And, and you know, that's what I predicted. I Weeks ago said I expect them to beat both the Giants and the Jets because they're not in a rebuild. They haven't been rebuilding for years. They're a cohesive unit. Both of these teams are still very early in the rebuild of their entire organizations. And I'm a Giants fan, and you know we hate Dallas Cowboys. I but know. I have to I have to commend you and your stature. Well, last year when you came in, you know, you was young gun, you know. I think baby, the baby has humbled you a whole lot, man. I appreciate your, 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 your overnight when you come on. My man last night was kicking Don down in his back. Man, I'm glad he came and won the game for us last night in the second half. What do you know about the Dallas Cowboys? They have to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. They they always look good in the beginning of the season. They even go to the playoffs, but they just can't seal the deal. So that's why 
You know, I don't see him until I see him in the playoffs. Sure. And, 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 and Earl, that's what everybody's saying, right? Everybody's saying, oh, yeah, just wait till they choke in the playoffs, whatever. Okay, you got that now. First two games against the Giants and, and the Jets, you won. But we know they're going to fail in the postseason. And when I'm hearing that, I'm like, uh, why are we projecting? We got a long way to go. Like, is that all you have? That's all you can say is that they choke all the time? What if they don't? What if this is the year that they actually do put it all together? They're going to need to stay healthy. They're going to need to keep improving. But I heard Tiki Barber today say they could go undefeated. I know he was trying to put the yeah. hex on him, though. I know, I know Tiki, he's got the Giants blood in him. He was trying to just, he was trying to put that out there to. Well, Dak, Dak <laughs> is that good. Dak is that good. He, he never, he never wonder what he can do if he has the right mindset. Yeah, but that's all I got now. to say, man. Thanks for doing what you do, Keith. Thank you for the call, no. Earl. Uh, Dak is chilling now. Dak is in an offense that he's got help with, where like the offensive play caller is not sending plays down to say you have to win it for us. You have to make every throw, every down. We're going to throw on first, second, and third down. And if you don't move the sticks, then it's your fault. Dak spoke recently about just not being on the same page as receivers last year. A lot of times he thinks you're running a, a you know back shoulder route and he throws a back shoulder and you keep going down the field. Or he thinks you're cutting your route short because of the way the defense is and instead you keep continuing with the route. I think they've worked on a lot of those things and the Cowboys would be good. But I'm I'm also saying this, me being a Dallas Cowboys fan, it really will have nothing to do with the conversation moving forward, right? Once we get to week three, Thursday, I'm not going to let my fandom get in the way of the conversation here in New York City. This is WFAN, majority of the fans. I wouldn't even say that though. So I had a conversation recently. I'm like, this is New York. It's the melting pot of everything. It's diverse everything. So we have every fan base probably represented. And I can understand if I was a Browns fan or a Lions fan, that'd be weird. Being a Cowboys fan is not that strange. There are Dallas Cowboys fans listening right now. There are You know them. You have friends that are Cowboys fans in New York and New Jersey. But for me, as a host, I understand the focus is the Jets and the Giants. And the reason why I focus on talking about the Dallas Cowboys is because I'm a fan of the team. Since a young kid, I could speak to them probably deeper than any other host on the fan the last two weeks. And the last two weeks, I told you, don't bet the Jets. (laughs) The last two weeks, I told you, don't bet the Giants. Like, it's not going to be sweet. And it wasn't, and that's done. But, uh, you know, we can continue talking about what the Jets did and didn't do. 877-337-6666. When you look at the full box score and the team stats, right, Quinnen Williams was talking about he was getting 10 sacks. Quinnen Williams was getting 10 sacks in practice. Where's all the sacks now? There was one sack. Um, Penalties will get you. Turnovers will get you. The Jets had one loss, fumble, three interceptions. Dalvin Cook, you cannot put the ball on the ground. Dalvin Cook, we thought you were coming here to add to the talent. We know you wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers. That dream is cooked right now. But you got to be an asset to this team. You're a pro bowler. You're a big money guy. You're one of the bigger names on the team. You got to be a playmaker. Brees Hall, if they're throwing a screen to you and giving you an opportunity I know you spoke out about your four touches, which you're allegedly on a pitch count or supposedly on a pitch count. You are coming back from ACL, uh, from a torn ACL, and you did have a a great first game, but they have a game plan. And if they give you an opportunity to catch a pass and run with it, catch a screen and run with it, you better catch that ball. You can't be like sauce in these DBs, hands like feet. They had 64 rushing yards. That's not good enough. It's not good enough as a team. But that's what happens 
when you get into a game with time of possession. And that's that's also what we were talking about with the Jets' defense. How great can the Jets' defense be when they have to be on the field for two, 42 minutes and 15 seconds? There, there isn't too long that they get to breathe. There isn't too long that they get to rest. It's three and out. They're punting the ball. And even like, you know, the drive that they scored on, that was a 71-yard touchdown. That was a quick strike. Boom. All right, defense, go back out there. And then they don't score more. I mean, I, I had some correct score bets that I just missed. And we talked on Friday on my last show about Greg Zerline, Legatron. And then he went down and they put Cybert in there. And if he had more opportunities, I thought he would have more opportunities. He probably would have been fine. But ultimately, they only got 12 first downs to Dallas's 26. George is in Old Bridge on the fan. Go for it, George. Hey, Keith, how you doing, man? I appreciate your show. I've been listening for a while now. I, I just think, man, I think the Jets got punched in the mouth yesterday. As soon as they came out, um, they ran it right down our throats, man. There was not much we could do on the first drive. And, and the big thing I hate about the Jets, man, it's either a big score and and that's the drive or it's a punt. It's like we have no possession of the ball for a long period of time, and that just stresses the defense, man. I don't care how good the defense is. Right. When you're out there that long, like you just said, man, it just, it, 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 it's, it's hard to win the game that way, man. And it's, I was hopeful for Zach. Um, I wanted to see him do well, but, it, you know, it's like he just doesn't look like the guy, man. And it's a shame because, obviously, there was such great hopes for the season. But, I mean, I just don't even know where they look from here, man. I really don't. And you know what's going to happen? We we saw this last year, right, with Zach and the team. And if the team goes and loses back-to-back games without Rodgers, it's going to sour because these guys campaigned for Rodgers. They celebrated Rodgers being signing. This kid was a forgotten man. But the organization didn't forget him. They made him QB, too. They kind of defaulted into that. And I don't know. That was negligent. That was reckless. That was an oversight. And, 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 and one other thing I don't quite understand, man. Micah Parsons, yo, they were in the backfield at will. Why do they – they did one screen pass the whole game. I just don't understand. It just doesn't seem like they get creative at all as far as the coaching staff is that's, concerned. See, so that's what I'm saying, and, too. And, Weak links in the coaching staff. You have a, a, a guy that was brought here specifically to lure Aaron Rodgers here. And now Aaron Rodgers right. is hurt. So now he's working with Zach Wilson, and we all heard the sound bites from the sideline where he said, I'm not going to change. You have to change. You cannot run the offense as if Aaron Rodgers is quarterbacking the offense. You have to change. And Dwayne Brown versus Micah Parsons? Micah Parsons oh my that 9 God. out of 10, maybe 10 out of 10. You need help. you got to put another tight end in the game. Don't they have three At tight ends? At least check the guy. At least check him. If you come off the line, you don't block him, check him. Knock him off his knock The him Cowboys off his were practicing... Something triple teaming Micah Parsons in practice to get him ready for that, for the game. The game was easy. Practice was harder. Hey, Keith, thank you, man. I appreciate your show. You're doing great, man. Great listening to you, buddy. Thank you for the call, George. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like I, like I said, I was a little under the weather earlier today, taking Benadryl, sleeping, and just like, I'm not missing these shows. I don't care if it's a two-hour show. Last week, I was blessed with a five-hour show, four-hour show, unexpectedly the the Yankees getting postponed but like I love football man and like I played the game and I can see the game I, I'm not Tiki Barber Barber or Boomer Esiason I'm not saying I'm on the NFL level like those guys that played in the league but like I know what I'm looking at 
And that's why I told you guys the last two weeks, no, nah, I'm taking Dallas. Not not close. Like, it's not going to be. Now, when we get to the week, um, you know, when it's Dallas versus the 49ers, I can't wait for that week. The, the Cowboys go play the Cardinals next. And we should talk about the Cardinals next. Giants fans, call me up. I know you were sweating that game. I know you were probably pissed off, frustrated, down and out that first half. I, I didn't understand it. I'm looking at the game. I'm like, what are they doing? How is this even possible? But that wore off. And the Giants are still alive. But I don't know. You're going to need Matt Breida and Eric Gray to step up in the backfield. And once again, it's really on the shoulders of Daniel Jones. At least you saw the kid Jalen Hyatt show himself. That ball's a little underthrown. That kid's a burner. You got to overthrow him, DJ. You got to put that. You got to put that ball with some air. He'll go get it. And then Hodgins, touchdown maker. The kid's going to be open in the end zone. Slayton. The rest of these guys, they had enough weapons. Waller got a little bit involved. He's playing through injury. You know, the Giants, they can shock the world. I'm not I'm not selling you on it. I feel like a lot of our hosts try to sell you on, on things. Like, like they were selling you on the fact that Zach Wilson could actually, I don't know, people are like, best case scenario, Zach Wilson plays so well, you forget about Aaron Rodgers. Three interceptions. Not possible. But... Thursday night football is always a little weird. It's always a little wonky. It's a short week for everybody. And I believe this is the 49ers home opener. They're a juggernaut. They're great. They may take their foot off the gas without Saquon Barkley. Your coach has got to coach and have the right game plan to go in there and stop that offense. It could happen, though. It could happen, though. 877-337-6666. Giants fans, call me up. Keith McPherson on the fan with one hour left. Let's hit it.